Good morning, I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for February 9th, 2022. And what I'm going to be reporting to you today is something that you're not hearing from any of the Western media, or to the extent they're covering it, they're covering it in a very limited form to keep you in the dark so that you'll be easily manipulated by the lying statements and fabricated narratives coming from government spokesmen in the United States, the United Kingdom, and the European Union. So let's start with the fact that France and Germany apparently are trying diplomacy. Uh, this began with a call in the last couple of days between German Chancellor Schultz and French President Macron before the two of them embarked on diplomatic missions. Uh, Macron went to Moscow and met with Putin for six hours. Schultz was in Washington where he met with Biden. Then the two of them spoke on the phone after that. Macron then continued his trip by going to Kiev to meet with Ukrainian President Zelensky. And then Macron is going to go to Germany to meet with Schultz. I believe that happened yesterday. Now, what they're doing is trying to achieve through diplomacy what threats and military buildup are not accomplishing, namely to relax the tensions that have grown over the continued efforts of the West to portray Russia's call for new security guarantees as an offensive threat against Ukraine. That's right, the idea that, that Putin is saying, let's go back to the pledges that have been made in the past that would guarantee security for Russia. No, that's a, a, a ploy for Russia to prepare for an invasion of Ukraine, according to Western media and officials of NATO, US, and, and the United Kingdom. Now, Putin thanked Macron for coming, uh, and he reiterated what he means by security guarantees. In particular, he emphasized no offensive weapons on Russia's border. Now, Macron, for his part, said France must have the strongest possible relationship with Russia. And he said, peace in Europe is not possible without including Russia in the discussion. He affirmed that from his standpoint, Russia is a European country and that what Russia's raising about security concerns for Russia will affect all of Europe. Now, this is especially significant because France is currently presiding over the European Union. Now, Macron added it's necessary to, quote, jointly show the will to work on security guarantees and to build a new security and stability order in Europe. Now, this is something that Helga Zepp-Larouche has been calling for, not just for Europe, but globally, a new security architecture, not based on the idea of the unipolar diktats coming from the so-called rules-based order enforced by the United States and NATO. Now, meanwhile, back in fantasy land, for those of you who saw the pathetic performance by State Department spokesman uh, Ned Price, I'm sorry, Defense, uh, Defense Department, I think, uh, Ned Price, when he insisted that the U.S. had evidence that Russia has manufactured a video showing Ukrainian attacks against Russians, complete with uh, actors. You know, this, as, as the, the reporter Matt Lee said, this sounds more like uh, Alex Jones than the U.S. government. But Price defended that, and when he was challenged, do you have evidence? He said, yes, the evidence is what I just said. Well, this came up again at the Monday briefing when Matt Lee again said, do you have evidence to show us? And Price once again said, 
that he has the evidence that he presented, namely his statement that they said it's the case. The very fact that something was stated, he said, is evidence. Well, did Colin Powell have evidence when he stated that Saddam had weapons of mass destruction? We had an invasion. We spent billions of dollars in, in Iraq. We killed many people, including Americans. Did we find any evidence of weapons of mass destruction? Well, Powell asserted he had evidence, but he didn't. Doesn't Ned Price see that the world is looking at this and seeing a repeat on an even more infantile basis of an excuse for war? Meanwhile, on the basis of the argument that Putin is preparing an invasion, U.S. paratroopers have arrived in Poland. There are new shipments of weapons going into Ukraine. And yesterday, the British sent 350 troops into Poland. So NATO is beefing up its deployments throughout uh, Eastern Europe, in Poland and the Baltic states. Some of this is related to global Britain, the idea of a British-Polish-Ukrainian alliance, similar to what the Brits did with the U.S., British, and Australia with the AUKUS agreement. Is this part of the new British muscle flexing outside of Europe to engage in its own diplomacy, which means its own imperial enforcement of the diktats of the city of London? Well, that appears to be what's going on, but what's this fixation with Poland and the Baltic states? Yesterday, Defense Department spokesman John Kirby admitted that, quote, he sees no specific or additional threats aimed at NATO's eastern flank. So why send the troops in there? Why the buildup? Well, Admiral Bauer, who's the chairman of NATO's military committee, was in Vilnius, Lithuania at the beginning of the week. And he said the same thing. NATO does not see an intent to hurt the Baltic states or, in particular, Lithuania. Then he added, NATO does not expect an attack on NATO soil by Russia. So even within the military and, and with their spokesmen, we're seeing a step back from the argument that Russia is aggressive and preparing an invasion. Now, I'm going to repeat something I've said the last couple of days to remind you that the president of Ukraine himself, Zelensky, who despite his somewhat militant insistence on being brought into NATO and being armed to the teeth, said that the media hype of war is damaging the security of Ukraine. It's harmful to the country. There's a need for calm. And in fact, media reports from Kiev say that the, the situation there is quite calm. So why is the Western media and Western governments pushing this invasion story so aggressively? Well, let me give you some insights from Maria Zakharova, the spokesman for the Russian Foreign Ministry. Uh, she referred to this as, quote, well-known psychedelic phobias about Russian aggression against Ukraine, unquote. And then she continued with an extremely clear statement of what's going on. This is a quote from Zakharova. Here you've got both an opportunity to divert attention away from their own political crises and a chance to pour billions into arming immature democracies and a way of reviving the image of the invincible after the Afghan fiasco. I said this is insightful and think about what she's saying. The, there's growing opposition worldwide to the policies adopted by the Western so-called democracies, 
the U.S., the United Kingdom, and the European Union in particular. Opposition that is also reflected in the American population and the population in Western Europe, where there's fury against governments, disbelief, distrust. And what's this opposition to? The Great Reset, the idea that they'll set up a global central banker's dictatorship to protect the bloated balance accounts of the Western banks and financial institutions that are drowning in debt. The Great Reset is in big trouble, led by an opposition from Russia and China. The Green New Deal, which is creating energy crises and skyrocket uh, fuel and uh, heating oil uh, costs at a point at which there's also hyperinflation in food costs spread throughout the whole economic system. So there's anger about those things in the West and also a great deal of concern from the whole world. Why go to war when, when there's a, these kinds of crises in which there's an attempt by a unipolar power, the United States, to drag Europe into enforcing these kinds of policies which are doomed to failure? Well, take the second part of her statement, that they're to divert attention away from dealing with these problems. The, the situation in the West is the use of identity politics to divide the population against each other, to polarize, to have people fight over race and gender and, and all sorts of issues, the role of, of the government in education, when in fact these are being used by a failed elite to take your attention away from the fact that that failure could cost your life if these wars begin and end up going to nuclear war. So how do we deal with this? Well, you're not getting the story in the media, but we're continuing to present the story. The Schiller Institute, the LaRouche Organization, and tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, that's on February 10th, the Schiller Institute and the Russian International Affairs Council will be presenting a seminar on how to solve the humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan. This is a major step toward establishing a cooperative arrangement between the United States and Russia to deal with both countries' failures in Afghanistan, which were largely the result of applying British geopolitical doctrines that go back to the mid-19th century great game. Both countries suffered bloody noses in Afghanistan. Why should the Afghan people pay for those problems, pay for those mistakes? And the United States is continuing to insist that they will not release the funds owed to the Afghan people to help with a, a problem in which between 10 and 20 million people face starvation in Afghanistan. So join us tomorrow. We're presenting solutions and we want you to be part of it. If you have questions for me, you can send them to me at harleysch at gmail.com or you can post them under the YouTube videos of this update. The numbers of people watching this are going up I need your support and help to keep building this so that we can get the truth out to the American people and the people of Western Europe so they don't succumb to these psychedelic phobias that are being presented to you in the form of media narratives. 
Thanks for joining me. I'll be back tomorrow, but don't forget the event tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. You can log on to it through the schillerinstitute.com.